Hi, I'm Hannah, the Marvel veteran. And I'm Heather, the newbie. And this is Marvel, Marvel for Dummies. Dummies. We begin every episode with Heather's rendition of what she thinks is about to happen in a Marvel movie. And then we actually watch the film to discover the true story. And listen to Heather eat her words. Aw, oh, never. <laughs> From sea to shining sea. America. Well, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> Here we are. We're about to watch Captain America, the yep. very first one. Um, apologies for our lack of filming in the last couple weeks. We've been very busy with things, mostly me, so apologies. But we're back. Yeah, we're so. back, baby. And we might even be able to produce two episodes this upcoming week. That's we, true, because we, we have a holiday tomorrow. No promises, but... <laughs> I think we can. We um, because, ooh, actually, this is the first Avengers movie. Oh, we want to get to that as soon as possible. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, Captain America. Yes. What do you know? What do you think is going to happen? Okay, here's the team. Is I've seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. So, I, I know the plot. I think sure. Uh, this is like one of the movies that I actually do kind of remember some some parts, and I okay. do remember really liking it. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping this movie goes up to an eight, a nine. Uh-huh. Anyway, okay. happening into the plot. All right. You got a man. Don't know his name. He's blonde. He's skinny. <laughs> he's on the streets of New York? Question mark. <laughs> okay. And he's like this guy that's just kind of like gangly. You know, he's like. I think he even tries to join the army, and they're like, no, son, you're too small. I don't know what they say nicer than that. And then, like, he goes out with some buddies or something, um, and then I don't remember if, like, a woman, someone's being hurt, and he's like, no. And he goes up and, like, defends this person, and you're like, oh, he must be good. He must be, like... We are dealing with like, a good man here. Like, we're going back to, like, Hulk status, where this man at his core, like, mm-hmm. he's just a good person. Yes. But then he gets beaten the crap out of because he's this twig boy. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, um, don't really know what happens. I think he lies his way into the military. Yeah. He somehow makes it there. And I'm like, I'm not giving you any. These, I know I'm, I'm looking at Hannah for help, and she's like, uh-huh. Um, okay, where are we at? Yeah, so he snakes his way into the military. Uh-huh. And the scientist is like, oh, hello. Is that your oh. German accent? <laughs> it's just vain from Batman. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yes, would you like a serum? And he says, yeah. And I so, would like one serum. <laughs> I would like one serum. <laughs> Takes a serum, and then you see his muscles just, <laughs> and then he becomes massive, and then he just can like jump kind of higher and run kind of faster, and mm-hmm. you know whatever. And so now he can be like a soldier. Uh-huh. And then I think war stuff happens, and then yeah. <laughs> wow, really war! Know. Oh, oh my gosh, is this the movie with? Oh my, is this? Oh no, I might be mixing up movies because there's Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Is the poison gas lady in this movie, or is that Wonder Woman? I don't you remember. You gotta get your universes straight, Heather. Gosh darn it. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll stick to what I know. So this poison gas lady might be just, like, floating around in Germany. We're not sure. Um, but basically, they're like, yeah, we're fighting the Germans. And the Germans just, whoosh, they rip off their face masks. And they're like, we're Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, do you know who can save us? Captain America. <laughs> Captain yeah, America. Because that's how all Americans sound. Yes. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Captain America. Yes. So he comes and he fights these people in black suits. He defeats someone. Uh-huh. Like, do you know who our main villain is? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know the villains of any of these movies here. Um, and okay. then they win. And he's like, yeah, I'm still hot. And then Nick Fury comes. This is just my guess. He's like, oh, hello. <laughs> you think Nick Fury was alive in the 1940s? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I remember how this ends. Okay. He's in a plane. Mm-hmm. And he is, this has something to do with the blue cube. Oh yes, the blue cube, the, blue cube, the one that you he, thought was in the first Thor movie, has, but definitely yeah, was that not. That 100% is the blue cube. <laughs> it's the same thing. Okay. Um, he has the blue cube. He has this picture of his girlfriend Penny or Peggy or uh, Patricia. And he looks at her and he's like, I'm going to crash this plane into ice. And then he crashes the plane and then he's like dethawed. Like, you know, like put on the defrost. He's like defrosted in the microwave like around <laughs> Avengers, Avengers time. Like a frozen burrito. Okay. Um, <laughs> the American burrito. <laughs> the American burrito. Red, yeah. white, and blue. 
burritos should never be those colors. <laughs> oh, it should never be that color. Anyway, <laughs> that's what I remember. The villain oh. of this movie? Yeah. Hydra, baby. Okay, because Hydra is a whole. <laughs> Hydra, like... No, I'm sure there's, like, some bald guy. They always make the bald guys villains, you know? <laughs> Maybe he has a couple of tattoos. You know, where's the lie, though? <laughs> <sighs> um, I don't really know what their goal is. I don't know. Just win the war? Probably. Like, they, yeah, helping Germany win the war so that they can just, like, take over the world. So how does the, how does the blue cube come into things? Oh, uh, that powers their weaponry. Okay. Boom, boom, baby. So, <laughs> boom, boom, baby. So it makes these, like, weapons, like, super baller. And so when they're fighting people, they just, like, blow off heads instead of, like, little bullet holes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> this is a very graphic movie. <laughs> this is before Disney. I'm just kidding. I don't know. No, just... this is actually post-Disney. I think I failed to point that out in the last, in Iron Man 2. Oh, that's why I was so um, bad. <laughs> Yikes. I love Iron... Disney. I love, I love the mouse. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, Iron Man 2 was filmed, um, was filmed first and then Disney bought Marvel. So Iron Man 2 is the last movie okay. to be filmed before it was owned by Disney. So Thor was the first one that was like truly produced by Disney. So. Am I missing any plot points? I mean like a few, but I'm not going to tell you that right now. <laughs> but like is there anything I should try to guess? Anything? Let's see. this is literally all I remember. Other than that gas lady who may or may not be from Yeah, the gas lady. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, because um, yes, you definitely got the the muscle glow up. Um, let's see, any? Uh, I guess that's an obvious answer. I like all I can think of is like easy questions that it's like a good duh. My like, is, why were they giving him the soldier serum to win the war? Exactly. <laughs> I don't, but where, did they originally give it to him to win the war for Germany? Oh wait, Ooh. wait, not for wait, wait. For German, no, for America? Oh, like, man, this is going to get interesting. <laughs> for America to win the war over Germany, or did they give it to him to defeat Hydra? That I don't remember. Like, I don't know, like, the plot points of when they're like, whoa, Hydra exists. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like it's it has to be later in the movie. Like, he can't be before he beefs up. I also remember him being really swollen, like, running along the pier for uh -huh. some reason. For some I remember reason. that scene. Yeah, let's see. So I guess, like, yeah, after they give him the serum, like, what do they do with him? <laughs> no fetching idea. Just send him out to the war. I guess so. Like, they don't make him a like, commander, I don't think. He's Captain. Oh, Captain America. Sorry, he's a Captain. <laughs> My bad. Um, I, did you put on, like, a special squad and they're going to, like, oh my gosh. Oh, boy. What if, okay. Okay. This I'm not sure about, but okay. it should be the plot. All right. <laughs> so Captain America turns into Beef Boy. Yes. They give him a team. Uh -huh. <laughs> he takes said team, and they're like, hey, Beef Boy, we need you to take your team, <laughs> and we need you <laughs> to steal this special box. And he's like, what's in the box? And they're like, we can't tell you. And mm -hmm. they're going to steal the Tesseract. The blue cube. Oh. And so he doesn't know. And then when they're on their way in there, they meet the Hydronians, the Hydrons. <laughs> the Hydrons. And the Hydrons. The Hydrons. <laughs> the Hydrons. Yeah. And, um, and then that's when he's like, whoa, something's fishy here. And so then he might, oh my gosh, maybe there's evil people in like their system too trying and, to like, steal this the blue American cube. government? Yeah. Gotcha. Because the government's always bad in every single one of these movies. <laughs> I'm, I'm picking up on, you know. Yeah, there's they need to, you know, the government's bad and no one sends out PSAs. That's what I've learned from yeah. <laughs> You know? Like, I um, think our number one PSA from this movie is going to be like, hey, if you keep aiming at his shield, you're not going to hit him. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine for America's like, purposes. Yeah, these guys, like these Germans that they just, you know, they don't get the PSA that like, yeah, the shield protects him. The shield him. protects him. <laughs> don't so aim for the shield. It's literally like two feet by two feet, guys. Like, he's got legs. You know? <laughs> like, I don't know. Shoot him. Anyway. Maybe they gave him thighs of steel or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, also, I just, I love America. I love American movies. I love uh, well, American I history. I love war movies. Uh -huh. I should say that kind of, I don't know. I, I really, I've liked the ones I've seen. And this uh -huh. is like a fun, like, you know, comic twist on it. I am German. Um, so I'm offended. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sorry, I was sorry. about to have a heart attack. <laughs> 
sorry to all you Germans out there. I am like I'm a quarter German, but I don't. It's fine. World War Two. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Yeah, hopefully you'll enjoy it, because, I mean, there is very little, of course, that's, like, historically accurate about this movie, besides the fact that, you know, there was a war, and, like, I guess you you do kind of see the conditions of, you know, people living at that time, and, like, what it was like for the young men who were wanting to enlist in the war. Like, you do get a little bit of that, but, like, don't get your hopes up too high for it being a very, like, historical kind of movie. That's that's fine. Um, That's fine. I'm in the mood for how like stuff like how to train your dragon tonight so oh. i'm pretty excited to well see. we'll see we'll see how that works yeah. um so let's see when it comes to our point system mm. are we are we setting him at zero until we watch the movie or are you just gonna like give him some points right off the bat because oh <laughs> i remember really liking this movie so mm-hmm. i don't know should i just give him points off the bat is that like cheating i don't oh, know where's everyone's points tally do you have that some, oh shoot oh, i don't have it with me that's fine, that's fine um but if memory serves um we have like iron man's at like 20 something yeah, I'm at like 400. Yeah, hold his way up there. <laughs> Thor is actually like I think he's pretty, like around zero. I think he, I think he might have ended at a solid zero. Yeah, solid zero. I'll have to double check that when we when we come to the after. I'll give you the numbers for sure, and yeah, so we can see fine. where everybody's lining up. Let's just keep him like for Faraday's sake. We're gonna keep him at zero. All right, he's starting at zero. We'll see oh. how many points he ends up with. Otherwise, I'd give him like a hundred. Off the bat. So I, yeah. But I guess we have to go off the assumption that you don't know much about this movie, <laughs> even true. though you do. Um, but anyway, okay. Cats America starting off with solidly zero points, and we will come back after watching Cats America, the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Our after thoughts of the first Captain America movie overall, arching overarching. Well, comments. are we here? Do are we doing ratings right now? Um, if you'd like to, this is an eight point five movie. Okay, this is an eight point five right here. Would mm-hmm. I watch it again? Yeah, maybe it's because we watched it. We watched a movie so late at night. <laughs> it's um, not that late. I know, but I go to bed at like ten. Um, yeah, it's late for you. For and so, like you know, there's some moments where I was just like a little bit tired, but. It was a really good movie. And to all those people who are like, oh, the girls only like Captain America because he's big. And that's true. But it's also... <laughs> Where's the but line? also, like, upon reflecting, like, order of movies that we've looked at, right, we have the Hulk, who is fearful and running away always. We have Tony Stark, who is the worst. And oh. then we have Thor, who is, like, okay. And then we actually have someone who, like, deep down inside, like, is a hero and wants to be a hero. Like, that's what I love about Captain America. Sure, mm-hmm. he's awesome and strong. It's nice to see someone punch someone in the face really well. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> but, like, just deep down inside, like, I just want to give this man a hug. Like, I'm like... Oh gosh what a man captain america yeah seriously <sighs> watching this time around it's so it's very different watching it when knowing that we're going to be recording this after because you know i'm thinking of all the things that all the different things i want to talk about yeah and oh my gosh there's so much um yeah i'm nine out of ten on this one um because yeah i think the only reason i deduce a star a star. <laughs> a we're point. Doing, these are stars? I don't know. I guess in my brain they were. We're doing stars. <laughs> um, I, I deduct a point just because of the pacing. Um, there's just like a little, some moments is where it's just like. Is that what it is? a little bit of a lull? Okay. Like, uh, right, we want to get to the next thing. And, you know, battle scenes are great, especially since this is happening during World War II. But then there's those moments when it's just like, okay, here they are fighting again. All right. But it's all very. <laughs> yeah, so it's all very understandable. So overall, okay. 9 out of 10 is what Ooh. I'm going to Um, so. Should we just dive into yeah, the analysis let's just, here? Let's just pop on in. All right. So. But yeah, no other like overarching comments you want to make before um, we start. Oh my gosh, uh, Hail Hydra! And <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh no! I'm, I'm just kidding. No, I, I like I love Peggy in this movie. Like I always oh, talk about oh the. My gosh. I always talk about the women in these movies. Peggy is, but like Peggy bites. Far is incredible. It's like her mm-hmm. and that dance fighter woman from Jumanji are like some oh of my. my Favorite women in movies? Oh man! So I don't know who the actress is, but she did. 
so great. She is amazing. I can't remember her name either, and it makes me feel bad, but yeah, she was so great. Okay. So we open up with this scene in, like, a frozen wasteland where you're like, what in the garbage is happening? <laughs> um, I think, I'm pretty sure Thor was my very first Avengers movie, but Captain America I saw before I knew it was a Marvel movie, before I knew that these were all going to, like, come together. <laughs> and so it was still, like, I had no idea what I was getting into coming into this. And so you open with this scene, and you're just like, what? <laughs> this seems very random, but they they drill into this ship that's frozen, and all we see is the frozen shields, the iconic Captain America shield. Yeah. And they say, this one's been waiting long enough, and, like, wake up, wake up whoever is in charge of this and frozen let burrito. them know. <laughs> yes, the frozen burrito. Um, and then we jump on back to 1940s Germany, World War II. Oh, yeah. Um, where we have this nice old man who <laughs> is guarding something. We know something very important, and Hydra is coming for it. And I'd like to say, who's the main evil guy in Hydra? What's his name? Johann Schmidt. Johann. Yo-man. Um, he... <laughs> Yo-man. Yo-man. Um, he was not bald, and I was disappointed. But he had a bald sidekick, and I counted that. Isn't he bald? Isn't the other side... No, the scientist... Sidekick. He's bald. Yeah. But yeah. like But the main guy he's not. Well, it doesn't appear to be. Yeah. You know, later on he kinda of, Oh oh Yeah. Like oh bro, gosh, like he's right. very bald. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I take it all back. I did notice that something was wrong with his face. Mm-hmm. And so I forgot he turned into red school man. Yeah. I'm gonna be real. But I thought like he like uh, his bottom lip would peel away because I saw the cuts by his ears. I know, I noticed that as well. That was mm-hmm. something new that I noticed. I was like, oh, there's something, you can right. tell that there's something going on there. And I was like, he either got a bad facelift because they, they like, do those incisions. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, something weird's going on. Yep. And so, yes, Johann Schmidt enters the scene and I'm like, man, this dude just looks evil. Like, I think there's a point later on in the movie where he just gives, like, an evil glare to someone, and I'm just like, I would never cross this man. I would never get within ten feet of this man, because he's just terrifying. Um, but he comes in, and he sees right through, like, this this, this man. This man. Or... Yeah, that he's hiding the Tesseract, and, oh yes, here's your glowing cube, finally. Yep, he's here. Yep. He found the glowing cube and then rained death upon everybody. So yeah, <laughs> right off the bat, we know we know who our bad guy is and we know he means business and we yes. know exactly what he's after. So enter little twig. He's <laughs> Steve so, Rogers. He's so small and that's he's an S M O L small. Yes, he is very, oh very small. Oh my gosh. And th- what's his list of diseases? Oh let's see let's see if I can pull it up. I remember yeah, there yeah, being we, like heart issues yeah it's like there's heart issues and i'm like what then he's like esmo alone i'm like bro look at the heart issues let's see here in like two seconds no it's okay maybe oh there Aha. it is asthma, asthma scarlet fever, fever rheumatic fever si- sinus wow sinusitis sinusitis crony or frequent cold high blood pressure palpitation or pounding and heart easy fatigability heart trouble nervous trouble of any sort has household contact with probably tuberculosis is kind of cut off parent sibling with diarrhea what is it diabetes (laughs) (laughs) that's the reason you can't go you can't enter the army you've been with a family that reveals Okay. Anyway, but this man has problems, and so he can't enter the army. And it's so sad, because you can see he obviously wants to. Like, in the in this next scene, he goes to the movies, and they're playing, you know, these little um, clips that are showing, you know, like, the war effort, and even little Timmy is helping, and he's mm-hmm. feeling sorry for himself because he can't. And then there's this dude that's being rude yes, and yeah, saying, yeah. like, you know, just play the movie already. And he's like, you want to shut up? And so the dude stands up, and he's like, we're, we're going at it now. Cut to the alley where he's being Oh my gosh, up. he gets pummeled here. Yep, and there's even there's even a moment where he lifts up a trash can lid as like a shield, and all I can think is like, foreshadowing. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> there's lots of moments like even with the car door breaking off, mm-hmm. this garbage can thing. Like before he had the shield, he was using the shield. Yes, it was, that's just that's just him. He is the shield. Um, and then the iconic line, "I could do this all day." Oh my god, <laughs> will not be the last time we see that line. Um, and then this is also the moment when we're introduced to uh, Bucky Buchanan Barnes. And, yeah, uh, what Bucky. a man. <laughs> a cutie. 
Also, I, I'd like to say, because they, they end up going to, like, this expo, and they mm-hmm. have this whole fun thing, you know, and there's a couple ladies there. Yeah. And I was mad at Steve the entire time. Oh, boy. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, doesn't he have any hobbies or, like, any other thing to bring him joy in life? Like, he's just like, I just want to, I want to go to war. I'm like, like, Steve, like, <laughs> you've been denied so many times. Like, just enjoy li-. Like, part of me just wanted to shake him and be like, just enjoy life. But it ended up for the better. But I don't, yes. I was mad. Yeah, I'll get to my thoughts on that in a second. But first I want to talk about Howard Stark. Can oh! Howard Stark here for a second. Like, Ew. wow, he is a Stark for sure. Like, he he's here, he's, he pops up in this expo. First thing he does is, like, kiss one of the showgirls. Like, oh my gosh, he is a Stark. Um, and he shows this, like, you know, magical flying car of the future, but then it ends up crashing, but, just you know. Breaks. Just, like, demonstrating right off the bat. Like, yep, this is this is a Stark, and he does the inventing stuff. So, he's pretty great. But then, yes, you have you have Steve going just straight to the enlistment office um, to try again. Steve. But this is this was like one moment this time when I was just like, wow, I just love this character because up until this point, I mean, we have had like the the Tesseract, which is kind of you know your otherworldly stuff going on, but like everything going on with Steve, like there's nothing superhero-y about this movie so far. It's like this could just be any old like World War Two film, yeah. Um, and as such, like, you just see, you see Steve, and he's already, he just wants to be a hero. He wants to serve his country. And mm-hmm. it was just really moving to me this time around that uh, the line he says that it's something like, there are men laying down their lives, and I don't have the right to do any less than them. And just like, he just sees himself, you know, even though he has all of these, um, all these things that are preventing him from serving, he just feels that he needs to put in as much as any other person to win this war because he's just that good of a person. Like, yeah. he... And Bucky does make the point that, like, yeah, because you have nothing to prove. Like, you have nothing <laughs> nothing <laughs> to nothing to prove for yourself, which is, like, it's true that he is, like, this little guy and he probably feels that he needs to... He needs to prove himself and prove that he can be of use. But I think also at the core of it is just he just wants to do good. He wants to... Service country. Yeah, I agree with that. I like Bucky says it's to prove himself, and I don't. I agree with you. I don't really mm-hmm. think it is. I think it's just because he wants to. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure there's a little bit of both. Uh, maybe a little bit, just because um, you know he's a twink. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little twink. Um, but yeah, I guess that's why. Yeah, it's like it is, it is sad that his life is just kind of consumed right now with the war. Yeah, he's so good. Oh, listen, but it's like all calm he down, wants Steve. to do is serve his country. That's all he I wants, know, and so he's noble. being denied, and it's really sad. Um, but yeah, I was also noticing while he was on this like double date with Bucky that the girl like was not at all with him. Like as they're walking up, he's like, "Oh, what did you tell her about me?" And Bucky's like, "Oh, you know, only the good stuff." But then like they come up and the girl is paying zero percent attention. To but he's also doing zero percent for her too. It's true. I mean, we get we get it's only the tiniest. Not great. Yeah, we only get like the tiniest glimpse of what's going on on this date. Yeah. But um, basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heather's doing some weird stuff with a pencil over Sorry, I'm, I'm throwing some stuff around. Um, but yeah, I, I, it, we're just laying down the groundwork very effectively of just kind of poor little Steve that can't do anything for himself, and he's overlooked by basically everyone except for his friend Bucky. And, and the creepy scientist that happens over here. Yes, so the scientist over here is... He is amazing. I don't know what you're talking no, about. No, he's a, he's awesome, and I, I'm sad he, <laughs> he died. He is so great. Wow, spoilers. Anyway. Wait, what? <laughs> We're literally... <laughs> Just These kidding. people probably I'm already kidding. know. I'm kidding. So, um, yes, he overhears this conversation, and you can see that you can see the wheels in his head turning already. And so Steve is in this, in this like, um, room getting ready to um, do all the tests, or I don't, I don't know, whatever is involved in trying to apply for the army. Um, and then in walks this, um, what is it, MP? That I have always been confused about this. When he ha- when there's, like, that guy that walks in, he just, like, stands there for a second, and then the doctor walks in, and he's like, okay, you can go. Like, I've never quite been able to figure out what that's about. Wait, they're in the facility. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah, guards in the science facility. Well, yeah, but the fact that he just, like, walks in the room, stands there for a second, 
And then the doctor walks in and says, thank you. It's just bad directing. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't believe that. <laughs> I'm so, just no shade to the director, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. So I, look, I looked it up because I didn't know what MP was. And sure. I was like, oh, military police. Okay, that makes somewhat more sense. And the best I can figure is that this, this scientist is just like an absolute troll. <laughs> that he has this man come in because oh the gosh. only way, because you can see the panic in Steve's face as soon as he walks sure. in because he's been falsifying these forms all over the place. And so this military policeman walks in and he's like, I am about to be arrested or like, whatever is about to happen. And then he mocks the scientist and he's like, okay, you're good. And so I'm like, what, what other motivation was there except to just like to scare the crap out of this kid? It's for him to be a troll. Yeah, mm. like that, that is literally the best I can That's figure fine. with this scene. Um, anyway, so they get conversing and obviously the doctor has a lot on Steve. He has all of his, mm-hmm. all the former places where he like um, had applied and all the different places he said he was from. But he said like, so... You want to kill Nazis. And um, Steve says, I don't want to kill anybody. I just don't like bullies no matter where they're from. It's like, mm-hmm. I love this That's man. Good answer. Good answer, Steve. He's so great. And so, yeah, you can see already that the doctor is looking for something besides, obviously, the physical of <laughs> Steve Rogers. He's, uh, he's looking for something a little bit deeper. And he mm-hmm. finds it in Steve. And so he gives him a shot. So, little Stevie boy's going to the army. Yep. Um... And then, yes, we ha- we jump back to Johann Schmidt with um, him testing the Tesseract. And it, it blows up. I don't... It, yeah. They took a 20-minute scene to have something just explode. Because <laughs> they're demonstrating his, the power. <laughs> I know, his hideout is hilarious. It's like, true. Sometimes in these movies, like especially in the Iron Mans with their evil villains, just like over the top. And I was like, wow, they like kept these villains pretty chill in this movie. They have, like, this cave in the Alps with this mm-hmm. glass window. <laughs> I'm like, is this not evil? And then he has a red skull face. So, <laughs> I don't yep. know. The subtlety. There you go. There you go. Um, oh, and something I failed to mention before is kind of the cool interweaving I was seeing with Thor. Because, obviously, this the Tesseract comes from Asgard. Mm-hmm. And Johann Schmidt knows this. And so, when he comes into this old man who's guarding the Tesseract, and he sees it's Yezidril... The tree? The name of the tree. Yeah. (laughs) And he says that, like, you know, this... um, They say that this came from the courts of Odin himself and, like, came down to Earth kind of a thing. And then, yeah, you see the tree that is mentioned in the Thor movie when he's teaching Jane all about, like, their universe and stuff. Oh, you're right. And so, like, yeah, you just kind of see all these little interconnecting elements, which is kind of cool. But, yes, we see in the scene that, obviously, the Tesseract is very, very powerful and they're going to try and utilize it for everything. So, then we have... (laughs) We go to the army... Uh, where we meet the glorious Peggy Carter. They're in this lineup, and oh my gosh, that savage moment when the, when the, oh, is it Commander? What would be his rank? I'm not sure. That gross guy. Are you talking about the guy who just eggs her on and she punches no, him in the, the face? No, it's the, oh. it's the commanding guy, like oh. the, the higher up dude, like we'll my favorite the, character. We'll call him the commander. Commander, sure. Um, he's going through the line, you know, like saying, you know, we're going to... Um, we're gonna beat the Nazis because we have, like... The best men. The best men. He looks at Steve, who's, like, a head shorter than everybody else, like, or you're going to become the best men. <laughs> I lo- like, literally, that man is my favorite character. He has oh, so many great lines. So blunt. But yes, then we have Peggy Carter, who, Peggy Carter, who enters the scene, and yeah, there's that love one her. soldier that kind of oh. is, yeah, goading her on and being like, oh, yes, I didn't... I don't know. Are we gonna dance here? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. He's being like, weird. He's being weird. And so she's like, yes, yeah, step forward, soldier. And then she just sucks him in the oh, face. It was amazing. So, yeah, she, she's just a boss. Anyway, then we go into training. And they're told right from the very beginning that this is something that I didn't realize that, like... I don't know why I never, like, put it together. I guess I figured that Steve was just kind of randomly chosen out of, like, all these soldiers. But, like, no, all of these people came into it knowing that one of them was going to be chosen for the special project. Mm. Yeah, I don't know why that just never clicked in my brain before. Um, but, yeah, they're beginning this training, and they know that whoever is gonna, is the best, whatever that means, is going to become the first super soldier to, you know, change the war. And Steve, obviously, is not doing great. <laughs> all this physical no, stuff physical. and he's not doing great um but then we have this run where they reach the flagpole and they're like okay this flag means that we're halfway men if you can bring me that flag you get to ride the rest of the way with peggy carter and so the men are you know trying to scale the flagpole and to no avail but then up walks steve and all he does 
He's baller. He just takes out the little bolt that's holding up the pole. It falls, falls down, down, grabs the flag. He like, I think the only word he says is just like, Thanks. thank you. As he like hands up the flag and then close the car. And so further demonstrating that, yes, Steve is not your ordinary soldier. He thinks outside of the box because he hasn't had the brawn to rely upon for his whole life. So he's not about to start thinking with brawn now. Right. Um, sure. And so, and I, I just, and that's a good trait I think to have in your super soldier because they're, they're technically I think in this montage of Rocky like this Rocky montage. <laughs> yes. Um, there's the two testing moments. There's this one to show smarts, and then there's the other one with the grenade. Wait, we're, 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 we haven't got there yet. And, oh, <laughs> and I think he passed the first one, but I I don't really <clears throat> know about the second one. Yes. So okay, that's that's the next scene. But first, I wanted to just say like. Peggy, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peggy is just like so impressed for, with him. Already. Oh, true! Like it's so funny to watch that she's just like, "Wow, here's here's this kid." Like, hmm, like not not to be ignored. Um. Anyway, but yeah, then we get to the scene where there's the commander who's talking to the doctor. Yeah, and he's like, "Really, you want to pick Steve Rogers?" And he's like, "Oh yeah," like making you know that since the beginning. Yes, I have wanted Steve Rogers. Um. And so he's like, "Oh no, you you have this guy. Like you know, he follows orders. He's like top." shape you know he's a soldier like make him your dude yeah he's like "Mm, that's not what i'm looking for as we as we can see because steve is definitely not (laughs) that kind of soldier Mm -hmm. it's like well you don't you don't win a war with oh what is it like compassion or um i don't know some some trait that's yeah that's like that's not how you win the war you win the war with guts and so he throws the grenade this faulty grenade to see what everybody does and everybody clears the area immediately except for little steve (laughs) He just lays right on top of the grenade. <laughs> and tells everyone to get away. And tells everyone to get away. This makes no sense. Oh my me. gosh, no, Heather, this, this is incredible. This makes zero no, no, sense. No, no, no. I mean, this is the stupidest thing you could oh, have ever done. No. They spend millions of dollars on this guy, right, to be a soldier. And then he blows himself up on day one. No, 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 I know, no. I know it's like cute or whatever. He's like, I'm going to sacrifice myself and that's nice. But he's going to waste all their money by blowing himself <laughs> up for other people. I so don't get it. It's so sad. <laughs> what is this for? It's because he is willing to lay his own life on the line. Whereas these other men, like... But doing this won't save other men. His yeah, body, will. His body parts will fly out and hit them in the noggin. The okay. explosion will still happen at, at a great force. Yes, but he is... Because, okay, from my understanding of how grenades work, which is not much, um, when they explode, the the dangerous part about them is that they explode and all these little pieces pieces just shoot out. And so if if he lays on top of this grenade, then he's preventing some of that from happening. He takes all the pieces. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I just, I find this such a great moment. I'm sorry that it wasn't the same for you. But he, because he was the one, because he says, you win a war with guts. Mm -hmm. And here's this guy that he's willing to just jump right on top of this grenade to save everybody else because he cares about other people, as opposed to all the other soldiers that immediately ducked in cover. But here's the other thing I find interesting about this scene. Yeah. Is there's one other person who didn't duck in cover as soon as the grenade came up, and that was Miss Peggy Carter. Well, because Peggy's baller. <laughs> I know. So I, She's cool. It makes me wonder what she was going to do if she, like, reached this grenade first, you know? Because, yeah, everybody everybody flees, he hops on top, and she is already, she's also, like, dashing forward to do something. Oh, you're right. And she so, is. it makes me wonder if she was going to do the same thing, or if she was, Can or I maybe she was going to, yeah, she was going to be a little bit That's more smart about so it. so interesting. Right? I didn't even see that. So, but, yeah, that was something I found mm. cool. I love this scene personally. I'm sorry. Blowing up their million dollar super soldier. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> but then there's the commander that he's like, he, you oh, know, yeah. grudgingly acknowledges that yes, he did like do the brave thing and like lay on top of the grenade, but he's still skinny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, love, love those little moments. So we have the conversation after obviously Steve has been notified, notified that he's been mm-hmm. chosen for whatever this thing is. Oh, we need to check in with our point system here. Yeah. I'm like, are you awarding any points? Yeah, he's at 500 points right now. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Obviously. Obviously, Um, Just from his fights in the alleys, uh, how he treats women, the way I look at him, and the way Peggy looks at him throughout the movie. (laughs) I'm just going to say they all add up to about 500 points. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. So, um, yes, I do have the exact tally now. We have Iron Man at 23 points. We have Hulk at 300. (laughs) And we have Thor at zero. (laughs) 
classic. And then Captain America had 300. Wow. Or well, 500. Sorry. 500. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So, yes, he, he has this conversation with the doctor after he's been chosen to be the next super soldier. And he asks, you know, why me? And so he kind of goes into his own backstory, the doctor, mm-hmm. and how he created this serum. But then Johann Schmidt found out about it. And he wanted to become, you know, obviously the great super soldier. But the serum wasn't ready yet. And so we know that something terrible has happened. We don't know exactly what. Well, you just said that there were side effects. I didn't notice side that effects. he's just like, there were side effects and continued on. And I yeah, was like, yeah. he looks pretty normal. So okay. I thought like his hand was going to be like burned of acid or something. Yep. But yes, the main point being that the serum just amplifies what's already there. It yeah. makes good men better and bad men worse. And so he was looking primarily for just a good man. But like... Aren't there, like, muscly good men, too? Like, well, here's I don't, the thing. I don't know. Is that, why would you pick someone who's already muscly? I wondered that, too. I was like, what if you put someone muscly in that tank? And then they turn into, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> like, they, like, how? Like, what would they look like? They'd I don't know. Weird. I honestly, I don't think they would look too much different. Because the idea is that, like, it, I don't know, it just kind of, like, amplifies muscles. And so it's, like... I know, my thought is that they wouldn't be too different. Like, of course, they'd have, like, kind of the added strength and speed agility. They'd be amplified what they already have. But, like, but they that would grow. seem a waste. That would seem like such a big waste. Like, if you already have, like, this really good muscly soldier, just let them be. What? But, like, have you seen what that serum does to people? Yes, I do. It makes them look crazy. Yeah. So you take the really smart, outside-the-box thinking, kind man, and then you make him beefy. No, I, I'm saying... And he's the whole package. I'm not saying they made the wrong choice. I'm just <laughs> saying that muscly men can be good boys, too. No, it's true. It's true. But then um, the doctor also makes a good point here that... Oh, yeah. Um, that, yes, if they're muscly then and you give them just more muscle, then they won't they quite appreciate the it. They don't know the value of it. Yeah. But if you give a weak man the strength, then he will always value it. Yeah, this doctor just, like, constantly insults Steve. <laughs> like, like, he does it in such a loving way. Mm-hmm. Like, this actor's very gifted. Because, yes. like, these lines can come off pretty bad. And uh-huh. you can tell, especially in the scene when he's like, uh, thanks, I think. I think. Um, yeah. But, like, he insults him for being small, but he says that that's, like, made him who he is, and that's what he yeah. admires about him. So it's kind of this, like, you know, I stab you in the back, but, like, here's but, a like, band-aid. <laughs> So, but yes, he, he just pleads for Steve to, you know, always remain a good man, no matter what happens. And I think that makes a huge difference in what's coming next. Um, oh, here's another scene I have never been able to figure out. I have seen this movie so many times and I cannot figure out what's going on in this scene because we go to Johann Schmidt and Mm. Dr. Zola, I think is his name. And he Mm. walks in to this man painting and then it's like... They mentioned that they found the doctor, and so we know something's about to go down. But um, there's, like, this painting, and then we don't see what the painting is. And as the doctor's walking out, um, Johann Schmidt is like, what do you think? And so he looks at it, and he says, a masterpiece. And then he walks out. And, like, there's such a concerned look on the painter's face. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's happening. Oh, like, skull. his skull face. Well, yeah. But yeah. is he just flat out painting He's the Red Skull. He is because okay. of, you can see like these broken berries and like really dark reds that he's using. Yeah. Is yeah. that it? That's all he's doing. I mean, imagine okay. painting someone with their skin peeled off. Well, yes. That's I'm, what this guy Okay, yes. That would be horrifying. I guess yeah. my question is, I don't know, why is he just like randomly getting his portrait done? I don't know. He, he's like got a Red make, Skull. Like I said, this guy's classic evil guy. Like he needs yeah. a portrait of him. I don't know. It was... It's just funny, like, I, yeah, that scene was just a always mas- weird to me. A masterpiece. <laughs> a masterpiece. Anyway, so yeah. now comes the day of the procedure that we are about to meet Beefcake Steve Rogers. So. Beefy, beef boy. Yes. Um, he has this conversation in the car with Peggy. It's the sweetest thing. It's really cute. Because he's so clueless. And, like, even at one point she's like, this is, like, you have no idea how to talk to, to women, women, do you? And he's like, this is the longest conversation I've ever had with one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So precious! I know. And so, yeah, she definitely finds this boy very intriguing. Um, And so then they walk in this little antique shop, and she says, Nice weather today. And she's like, Yes, but I always carry an umbrella. Yeah, <laughs> and this is the funny thing that I always, I always find hilarious with scenes like this when they have like this little secret code is like, what if someone just walked in 
And, like, that was their legitimate answer. Like, oh, yeah, but I always carried them. <laughs> and then this lady is suddenly pressing buttons and opening the doors, and you're like, what? Like, well, I was just in here for Jane Austen. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, side note. Um, so yes, we come to the procedure. All very scientifical and such. It is fun. Yeah, he's put in this big capsule. I love the moment when it, Stark comes up, when they're like, okay, Stark, are we ready? And you can almost see the terror in Steve's face, because he went to the fair, he saw the failed car. <laughs> like, this that's is the man true. that's about to perform this experiment on that. He's like, holy, this is the guy with the broken car! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he's yikes. like, what? This is this got a lot more terrifying. Yikes. But yes, you have all these people that are here to watch because this is going to be the first super soldier that's yeah. going to create this army that's going to win the war, right? So this is a very big deal. The procedure starts, and Stark is, you know, turning up the whatever the magic is that helps the serum do the growing thing. Um, and then he gets to about 70%, and Steve starts yelling because I'm sure this ow. is like the most painful thing to ever happen to a person. Um and so they're about to shut it all down. Peggy is yelling for them to shut it down. But then he yells, no, I can't do this. Just freaking Steve Rogers, man. Ten points. I can't. Ten more? Yep. All right. Um, ten points. Ten points. Because he just, yeah. yeah, he's, I just can't with this. <laughs> I know. And then the case opens and he has Fierro arms. His arms are so big. He does have quite large arms. I was so shook. And even Peggy was shook. Oh my gosh, that moment when she comes face to face with the shirtless buff Steve Rogers, she's, she's like, I don't know how to react here. What is going on? <laughs> and I so they put a shirt on him immediately because who could handle that? Um, but then uh, the other shoe drops and we have a German spy who blows up the whole thing, shoots the doctor. I can't believe the doctor's dead. That was so he's sad. He's such a good man. He's such a good man. And yeah, even as he's laying dying, he points to Steve's chest, like reminding him, like, be a good be man. Be a good man. It's like, oh my gosh! And yeah, it just makes me wonder how much this really affected Steve going forward. Because obviously he was already such a great man and everything, but it's like, you know, did he have those moments when he just always thought back to that doctor that gave oh, him so I'm much sure. and just reminded him to be a good man first and oh. Anyway, um, so then we have the first display of his newfound abilities, where he chases down this man, because he's stolen some of the serum, obviously with the intent to bring it back to Hydra. And so he chases it down. So I've definitely seen some different like posts and stuff about um, how uniquely um, Chris Evans moves. <laughs> and I feel like it was so, I could see it so prevalently here. That it's like, it's hard to find stunt doubles for him because he just moves so uniquely. What do you mean? Like, um, I don't know. That was like, you just watch him run and you just like, he doesn't run he, like a normal he human. He runs like a sprinter. I don't Look know. Like um, we're watching this video right now. He's getting his car, driving away. Let's see. Oh, also freaking Peggy. Oh yeah. Is such a boss. Like she takes in <sighs> one shot and she nails the guy every time. It's just, oh man, she's so great. But then yes, enter Steve. I don't know. There's just something. There's something about the way he moves that just does. Oh, seem... whoa! Why does he look weird? <laughs> Wait, why does he look weird? I don't know. And anytime he jumps off something or anything like that. Oh, you have that great moment when he like crashes into a bridal shop because he's like, "I just got this new car and I don't know how to use it." <laughs> like being his new body that he has oh, no idea how to control yet. I'm still just watching this man run. Oh, yeah, why is he kind of? He's just kind of spazzy a little bit. Yeah, but in like a good way. His arms also go like this. Yeah, he yeah, has yeah, very yeah. large swing arms. So yeah, every anytime he jumps off something, yeah, he just moves very uniquely, which I find kind of hilarious. Cool. Um, which which leads me to believe that it's true that like yeah they have difficulty finding a stunt double for this man because <laughs> he just yeah he has his own way of moving anyway um so he has this whole thing um chases him down, chases him down. rips him out of a submarine oh yeah oh but yeah there's the little boy the real hero <laughs> yeah the real hero. he takes the little boy as a hostage drags him off and then he tries to shoot steve not finds... steve this is the evil guy that takes the little oh, yeah, the boy evil the sorry specify evil boy evil guy german spy um takes this little boy as a hostage and he tries to shoot steve but realizes his gun is empty and so he just chugs this little boy to the river <laughs> and so steve runs up ready to save him but he's like go get him i can swim <laughs> So I don't know cute. why this is like my favorite. It's, it's like, really yeah, cute. you go, little dude. Um, but yes, catches up to him. He's about to go out in a submarine, but he like punches him out. Um, yeah. And as he's trying to interrogate him, like, who are you? Where are you from? And he just says, if if you cut one head off, two more will be back to replace it. And yeah. he bites down on this pill that he has in his mouth, and he dies. That did. 
Um, but not before the serum cracks on the sidewalk. That yeah. serum's gone. And so, um, now we flash back to our good old friends at Hydra. They have been experimenting with the Tesseract and figuring out all of its many properties. They're starting to build weapons out the Yazoo. And we see a wonderful demonstration of these weapons when he, like, blows up a bunch of uh, Nazis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. That he's, he means business and he's ready to get out of Hitler's shadow, is what he says. Mm. That, you know, Hydra has grown beyond that. So, um, now we have Steve, who is this big super soldier now he's got all these abilities but they have no way to recreate this serum and the commander is not happy about that because he was promised a whole army and so he his intention is to send steve off to the lab so they can do whatever they can to recreate it but the senator pops up and gives him another option (laughs) he's like ah you can go on stage and have a movie career (laughs) seriously and Um, honestly if i were him i'd stay in the lab really i would like i mean he could probably do both. I don't know. You can't uh, really travel around, but like, isn't it better to help recreate this anyway? I don't know. And then now he's now it's our twenty minute montage of him being in shows. I find it absolutely it fun. hilarious. I actually really like this aspect of the movie. It's really interesting. Yeah, and it's it's also kind of sad because I mean, yes, you you have Steve that. The whole reason he went through with this is so he could fight in the freaking war. That's all he wants to do. And, and they still won't let him. They still won't let him. And so, yes, he seems happy enough. You know, he's mm-hmm. always got a good attitude. And he's <clears throat> he's selling those bonds and such. Punching Hitler in 200 different oh states. <laughs> states. Uh, cities would cities, be the right word. Um, then you see him. He's performing for this. Um, it's the 107th uh, Division, I believe. And they aren't very receptive to him because obviously they're here fighting in the war and then there's this dressed up man that's, you know, like, fight for America. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I, I don't blame them. And um, Peggy shows up and she lets him know that, like, yeah, these men just came back from, you know, something absolutely terrible. But first I want to commend Steve on his unknown, like, amazing art skills question mark oh yeah that's yeah when he opened up that sketchbook and he's drawing himself as a monkey i was like steve you're an, you're artist? an artist my mm. goodness like maybe you should make a career out of that True. anyway but he finds out yeah these men have just come back from the front lines the, the amount of them that have come back um finds out that they're the one of seventh and that's what the the division that bucky belongs to so he immediately runs over to the commander and he's like, I need to know, is this man alive? You know, he's, he's meaning business. And the commander says, like, you know. He's probably I, dead. They're he's captured. probably dead. Yeah. And so um, he's like, are you planning a rescue mission? Yeah, it's called winning the war. Because they're 30 miles behind lines and yeah. it's not going to be an easy mission at all. But um, Steve is determined. He's got Peggy and he's got Howard Stark. And so. Good resources. They, they fly in and, oh, the great fondue line. <laughs> Yeah, do, you, do you want to? Uh, well, I was like, do you want to stop off and we? I figured we could get some fondue, or we could, we could fondue. I don't know how he says it, yeah, but yeah. so Steve looks at Peggy and she's like, and he's like, so you fondue? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even like respect that with an answer. She's just like, okay, oh, like, oh, right. <laughs> let's get you out of this plane. Um, so he uh, parachutes to the ground and he mm. gets into um, Hydra's base and he frees all these soldiers. And so, go hit. I know, I was like, that, I mean, that's basically the next little, I mean, nothing crazy. These fight scenes aren't, like, super interesting. They're not boring. I mean, they're pretty cool, because this they're is the cool. first demonstration we have of, like, the scope of Hydra's weapons. Cause that's they, fair. they be scary. But he's that's just true. freed all of all of these soldiers, and they are taking it in stride. They're going, and they are kicking some butt. Um, enough that when, uh, when Johann Schmidt sees that, Steve Rogers is among oh, them. Yeah. He, he starts, starts blowing, blowing things up. up. Not gonna lie, am I the only one that like finds the clocks ticking down to the explosion to be like very satisfying? There's something about it. Oh, dude, I was like, like flip, why is this flip, guy being flip, calm? He's flip, just like, flip, let me set flip. this five minute timer of death. And then we slowly walk over and set the other four. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, just like why are you so calm? <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, you have like two seconds to live. Seriously, but yeah, these like little flippy timers that I don't know, they're just so satisfying cool. to me. <laughs> I don't know. They're- anyway, we're we're tired of the night. Um, so they are about to escape, um, but everything is blowing up. Oh, and uh, Steve Rogers finds Bucky. Oh, yep. In he's the science room. Yeah, he's like strapped onto this table, and we don't really know 
what that's about. We don't know um, if he's been experimented on. I don't think he, well, I don't know. He's kind of druggy and weird. Yeah, he seemed a little weird at first, but he was able to, like, kind of find his Get stride pretty it, quickly. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that was, yeah, I don't know. We don't, and it doesn't really explain what that was. Mm. So we just know that he was separated for some reason, and he, and... Steve gets a glance of this map that shows the other Hydra bases, which is good for the Merkin armies. Um, and so, yes, as they're about to escape, everything is blown up. And this is where we get the reveal of the Red Skull. Oh, yeah. He just peels off his face <laughs> and throws it into the fire. Yep. Pretty exciting. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, yes, we, we, yeah. we have our villain revealed. Um, and then, yes, everything is blowing up underneath them. Bucky manages to get to... Like the other side of of the explosion, but the the railing has dropped. Is Steve gonna make it? I mean, obviously he does. I know. Like, is he? <laughs> I know he the jump. I know he does this like oh, massive gosh. leap, and then we have this great cut to where like he jumps into the flames, and then oh, he's typing on a typewriter. Okay, that's cool. And um, like, Steve Rogers is dead, and we're all like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, End of movie. Um, oh, and he has this conversation, the commander has this conversation with Peggy where it's like, man, I hope that was worth it for your little crush there. She's like, I had faith. She didn't regret her actions at all. Mm-hmm. But then up marches Steve Rogers, Captain America, with all of their missing troops that were um, that were captured. And so this is the first great Captain America moment where people start to see him as actually a soldier and like what his potential yeah. is. And so, I mean, he did good work. He did good yeah. stuff. He saved a lot of men. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, so now Steve has kind of become a full-blown soldier, and he's, um, you know, in on planning meetings, and they've decided that they're going to take down all of Hydra's um, bases, basically. Yeah. And so he is assembling a team of some of the men that he saved from um, behind enemy lines, um, including his best friend Bucky, and so that's really heartwarming. And then we have this wonderful moment where they're all, like, getting drinks, they're all celebrating, and... Peggy walks up and she's looking baller. Oh, she's so beautiful. And so she walks up and she's, uh, I, she knows 100% what she's doing. She just like walks up and she's just like, hello. Uh, hi. So we have this briefing happening tomorrow. And, and her <laughs> eyes are just only on Rod. Exactly. Like, oh my gosh. Because this is such a great moment. Because Bucky has all of their friendship. Bucky's been the one that gets the girls and gets noticed, whereas Steve is kind of in the background. So now he's become the one in the background. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, all right, I am invisible. That's cool. And then she throws back her line, the line that Steve said to her earlier about, like, finding the right partner to go dancing with. Yeah, like, that was really cute. This woman. That's anyway. Really cute. But that doesn't last long as, um... We have this moment of this, like, secretary woman. Oh, my gosh. That I makes her move not. on, Steve. I was cringing when this blonde-haired secretary woman just starts making out with him. I was like, oh! And then Peggy walks up, and yeah. she's just like, oh, well, okay, guess finding the right partner wasn't that hard at all. Oh, like, oh, no. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> and then he, he throws out, how do I know that you and Howard Stark aren't fondueing? I will never not laugh and at that joke. And then he's talking to Howard, and he's like, it's just cheese and crackers, man. It's like, oh boy. <laughs> um, oh my god. Okay, but then, iconic moment here, when he gets the shield. Mm. Like like we said, we've been foreshadowing this for a while, with the trash can lid, he rips off the door of a car at one point, and he has this part of like his cheesy costume, he has a shield. But now, he's got a shield. And I didn't realize, like, because I knew it was made of vibranium, actually. Yes. I weird that I know that. You knew it. Um, but I didn't know that that's the, like, all of it. That's all they have. In the yeah. entire world. Well, that's n- it. No, but, um. They have more of it? <laughs> that That's all they have. All they have. Let's, right. let's just leave it at that. Okay. Um, and that's that's why they can't mass produce it. But then you have another moment of Peggy just being freaking baller. Oh, she's and so Steve mad. Asks, like, you know, how do I look? And so she just straight up shoots him. <laughs> she does. Well, shoots the shield, I guess. Thank yeah, you. she shoots the shield. But oh, my gosh. It's incredible. And, and Steve and Howard are both just, like, staring dumbfoundedly after her because they realize, man, we've got a force of a woman. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so then we have this montage of this team just straight up murking Hydra and taking down all of their bases and Red Skull getting more and more frustrated. Um, then we have the scene on the train um, that ends very heartbreakingly because Bucky gets blown out of the train. I mean, there's that's a, really, yeah, like, uh, that's it. Like, he, he tries to use Steve's shield for a second, and yeah, he just gets blasted by one of these weapons, and he falls out of the train, and so 
I didn't realize that like he had died. Like I mm-hmm. thought the camera was gonna like cut down to him in the in the snowy pits. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. And I wow, that I was just kinda like, did he just like die? And then they're like, yeah. Fuck, he's dead. And I was like, Oh yeah, he's whoa. Dead. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so really sad moment that, there. That was really sad. But then the one good thing to come from this mission is that they do capture um Doctor Zola. Like Johann Schmidt's right hand man. So They've got one good thing going for them. And so as they're um, they're interrogating him, they find out that um, Johann Schmidt has plans to basically blow up all these major cities with his weapons. Mm-hmm. And they know it's within 24 hours. So they, they gotta go. <clears throat> um, and, oh, the, the, amongst the sad moment of Steve, he's Steve. grieving for his friend and he feels really bad. And, you know, Peggy is there consoling him and being like, did you respect your friend? Then you like, you got to respect his choices. He chose to be there with you and he must have respected mm-hmm. you a lot. Oh, and the moment earlier when, when uh, Steve was asking Bucky to be part of this team and it's like, will you follow Captain America to, you know, the gates of hell or whatever? And he says, no. But, you know, that kid from Brooklyn who didn't know how to run away from a fight. That's him. Following. And so, so yeah, just calling back to that, that, like, yeah, Bucky just respected him so much as a person. Yeah. Um, but then he mentions how he can't get drunk, which I thought kind of funny. Because <laughs> he just has this metabolism that, that functions so, so much. He's just like, man, I'm just trying to be sad. And I can't. <laughs> I can't get drunk. Um but yeah, so they they go to attack this base, just knocking right on their front door is like how he puts it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, of course, do some good damage, um, but Johann Schmidt is about to get away on this plane that holds all of these missiles. Yes. And so he's he's sprinting after this plane. I think it's Larry's that I think he's not, I know, I was like, it. I mean, he's caught up to many things. It's true. Um, <clears throat> it's like, this is a freaking huge plane taking off right now. You're not going to be able to chase that down. And they blast through with a car. Yes. Crazy. I, I, I want to know how in the heck they ended up with this car. Because the last we know. heard of this car was when Johann Schmidt, when his base was being blown up, mm-hmm. that he escapes on this, like, almost rocket thing like this like weird little plane thing and so he gives the keys of the cars to dr zola and so i'm like what happened between now and then the the commander and peggy carter ended up with this car maybe they got multiple cars maybe they do he seems like a rich guy that's true so anyway unanswered questions um (laughs) but yes they they chase him down on this car and right before steve like jumps up into this plane he gets his kiss from Peggy. It is so sweet. Anyway. Oh, and and he's just like, yeah, I'll take you dancing type of deal. Yep. Oh, and I then the, he looks over to the commander and he's just like, I ain't kissing you. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> Literally, this man is my I'm favorite character. You. He's so great. Um. So yes, commence Steve preventing all of these missiles from reaching their destination. It was freaking baller. And like, all the missiles are clearly labeled. Yes, yeah, so convenient. I was like. <laughs> Who's in charge of the brand new for <laughs> yes. this plane? They're no, like, I think it's just like every every pilot needs to know where they're going, you know, so they don't get their wires crossed. <laughs> we're labeling these bombs. I'm not sure bombs are labeled. With the, they are, <laughs> cannot be. There's no way. The military no. doesn't have the funds for that. Are you kidding? <laughs> no one has the time <laughs> to, to paint, label their bombs. To paint New York on their bombs. Yeah. So we have this fight where we have Steve going head-to-head with Red Skull. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember exactly how he does this, probably just with the blast from, yeah. from one of these guns, blast that he's something. able to kind of dislodge the Tesseract, which is powering up this plane. And so as the Tesseract mm-hmm. falls out, Red Skull is like, you fool, and so he picks up the Tesseract. And that's when, you know, all crap goes down. And, he, and you see this almost like portal open up at the ceiling of space. Which is hinting at, like, the true purpose of the Tesseract. Because we know that we have Infinity Stones, right? Mm-hmm. And so the Tesseract being the one that controls space. And so you have, like, your little hint there. No, I didn't know that. That's oh, cool. There you go. Now, yeah. So, yeah, you have, like, this portal that opens to space, which almost hints at the fact that maybe he was being teleported somewhere. Yeah, that's oh, a, that was my question. I was like, I don't think this guy died, but I think he's chilling with Loki. Um, but the Tesseract stayed, which I thought was odd. Yeah, I thought that I was thought, odd, like, too. I thought, like, when the teleportation opens up, people will normally take that teleportation device with them, but the Tesseract stayed, so that was yeah, weird. Yeah, we're, we're not gonna worry about it, but okay. the Tesseract just kind of burns through the ground of this, uh, plane falling into the ocean to be lost forever. Except not. Anyway. Um, and so this, uh, 
This is one of the probably the most like controversial moments in all of Captain America's history that he has to find a way to get rid of these bombs mm. so that they don't take off to their destinations. But the plane is getting closer to New York. Why didn't he just drop them in the ocean then and there? And not see, this is why plane. it's controversial. <laughs> Because, like, everybody has different opinions Does he on... not know how? Are they, like... Potentially. I mean, it looked like some of them had, like, pilots to drive them, so are they automated? So even if he dropped them early, they would still go to their destinations? Maybe, or maybe there wasn't any way to release them without a pilot in them. I don't know. There's just so many but unknowns here. then they wouldn't have here. even gone off. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, there's much debate amongst Marvel fans, I feel like, about if there was a better way he could have gone about this besides crashing, crashing the, plane the plane with him Yeah, in that's it. what you do when you give a guy who hugs grenades the super serum. <laughs> oh no! He crashes a plane instead of releasing all the bombs! Oh my gosh. That's what I mean, my assumption is that they were, like, automated, and so if he had released yeah, them, they would have I mean, just gone to their destination. I don't know. And even just hopping in a plane and looking at all these buttons, like, how do you know how to... It's true. Does he have the time, you Yeah, know? he just knows enough to put to it in the ground. In the ground. But yeah. then, yeah, there, I've heard other people that are like, why couldn't he, you know, like, lock the plane and then, like, jump out of it? Or, I don't know. There, people think there's a lot of different That's, ways. There are a lot of different ways, but anyway, we have this sweet conversation, this last conversation between him and Peggy. I cried. I literally shed a few tears. Oh, it's really sad when you know it's like I'm gonna need a rain check on that dance. Like, all right, next Thursday, like you better be there. And <sighs> anyway, so he crashes the plane, um, and we see Howard Stark is very um, religiously isn't the word. Diligently. He's very determined. Um, looking for Captain America. I'm going to give Iron Man... Um, you mean Captain America? No. Oh, Iron Man. Iron Man. Simply for his relationship to his father, 10 points. Wow. Because of this dedication of his dad, Howard. Um, you know, I don't really like Tony, but I kind of like Howard. Like, he's a chill guy. Like, Tony, I think, gave him a bad rap. So, just due to pure relationship. That's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's um, no rules here. <laughs> it's true. But yes, yeah, so he, in his searching, he stumbles upon the Tesseract. So we know that we're not done with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fast forward to present day where we have defrosted Steve Rogers. <laughs> we have defrosted the frozen burrito. Um, <laughs> he wakes up in this room that is meant definitely to look like the time where he's from. And the agent walks in and he's hears the... The word, the game on the radio, and he says, I know this is in... Oh, sorry, minus 100 points to Captain America because he couldn't outsmart this plane no. and just dropped the bombs. That makes me sad. He missed his date, and that made me he cry. He missed the date. He Aww. missed the date. It made me cry. Oh, man. And he crashed the plane when he could have just dropped the bombs. Love you, Cap, but... Dang it. That's, right. that's costly. Um... But yes, he finds out pretty quickly that these are not the times where he went down in the plane. And he meets mm-hmm. the infamous Nick Fury. And he explains that, yeah, you've been asleep for uh, about 70 years there, Cap. And he he takes a moment to take it in. And Nick Fury asks him, like, are you all right? And he says, yeah, I just, I had a date. <laughs> ah! Like, man! Do you want me to minus more points, Cap? <laughs> Stop being just all no, I know. sad! I'm not going to be petty. But yes, that is where we end the first Captain America movie. And then we have yes. our end credits That we get a trailer for the first Avengers movie. And I just remember seeing this for the first time and just being like, let's freaking go. Um, because... Yeah, we're seeing for the for the first time, at least the first time I had experienced something of this magnitude mm-hmm. of having all these different characters from these different movies, and here we go, we're going to combine them all just for this one movie, or at least so I thought it was just going to be for this one movie. Little did I know how <laughs> everything was going to explode. But yeah, obviously we're going to have all our favorites of Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Hulk. We in the trailer we also see Hawkeye and Black Widow, and we see Loki. Not mm-hmm. not really hinting at what his role is, but we see that Loki is there. Um, and so, yeah, it's all, all pretty epic. <laughs> it is. Um, it's all coming together. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> oh, or... yeah, it's all coming together. Yeah. Um, so, that's it. Yeah. Um, okay, any any final thoughts? Any last points? So, our points are now sitting at points. Iron Man 33, thanks to Howard. Um, God bless Howard. Hulk right. at 300. Yep. Classic. Thor at zero. Yeah. And at Captain America at 410. So, Captain America is in the lead. Yeah. 
Um, are you okay with those numbers? Yeah, and, and Cap has more movies and stuff too. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry, to, I didn't really add points throughout the movie because <laughs> you just jumped just right up to ju- my Yeah, I was like, it's just like 500 points. So um, Peggy uh, on this board has around 350. <laughs> are sure okay, are you sure there wasn't more than that? <laughs> well, it should be more, but I'm trying to make it reasonable. I don't know, she's better than Captain yeah. America. <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, I know. <laughs> no, Peggy. Oh, no. Peggy is a freaking boss. Yeah, she is so amazing. Cool. Um. Okay, but yeah, I guess final thoughts on Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's no secret. I am very, very biased. He is one hundred percent my favorite Avenger. I love him so much. He's great. And this just you know solidifies it. You know, just such a great man. Even before he had all the superpowers and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. And so excited to see him in the other movies. Yes. Same. Same. Well, thank you, America. <laughs> thank you, America, for this week. <laughs> um, so yeah, we will pick up next time with the first Avengers movie. And I I'm just gonna be I'm gonna throw it out there right now. This movie's already gonna be a ten out of ten. This oh! is this is I don't know, it's so hard when comparing with like Infinity War and Endgame because those movies are just magnificent, but this like would probably tie for the very top of my Marvel list. I love this movie with my whole heart and soul. Um so I am very excited. Hope I'm not building expectations. My expectations are really high now. Yikes! This man has 400 points, Hannah. He's going to be in this movie. It's true. And oh man, I'm kind of scared to see what happens to Hulk when you see that he has a different actor. I already know. I already know. I didn't want to tell anyone. But here we are. Rip Hulk. You're not going to keep your 300 point status for very long. Um, We'll see. We'll see. All right. We'll pick up next time with the first Avengers movie.